Hey, this is David Radney, your host of Scotch and Scripts. Today, I will be sharing some questions that come up during push overtime. I look forward to your feedback. Thank you so much for tuning in. What if the FISVO invites you out for a preview before you even go through your script? Okay, so let me handle the first one. So you were saying a lot of times they're just saying, hey, come in, come see the property, come by today at six. So sometimes people want what they can't have. And what I like to tell people when they're trying to get me to come out and just set an appointment, mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I'd like to slow down a little bit and make sure I can save you some time. I have a few questions that I need to cover that will save us time when I actually get there. And the reason I do that is, again, if we rush out and see everybody, we're going to be wasting a lot of time seeing people who aren't serious about getting their home so and they're not motivated. I only want you seeing people who are motivated and who are serious about getting their home sold and do not have a commitment to list their house with someone else. If you just go rush out and see a property, I get that it feels good. Hey, I got an appointment. Someone wants to meet with me. That feels good. It doesn't feel good when you go out there and you've wasted two hours and you find out they're not motivated or you find out they're an agent or you find out they have an agent. So take 10 minutes, go through the script, understand their motivation, get through all the questions. And after that, if you feel like it's a solid lead, book the appointment. Is visiting an unmotivated seller a great way to practice your script? So it's a great question. If you're going to go and you're actually going to treat it right and you actually practice, it may not be a waste of your time. If you go through there and you go through your script and you have conversations with them and you're practicing overcoming their objections, it may not be a waste of your time. It's just not the highest and best use of your time. I would prefer you to link up with someone in class and say, hey, let's role play the script. Give me some objection handlers and spend time doing that than spending time driving somewhere, dealing with traffic, spending time getting a tour of their house. It takes so much time and it's not worth spending time with someone who's not motivated. I booked a for sale by owner preview. Now what? Now, once you're there, what do you do? So what I typically do is say, hey, you're a real estate agent now, sell me the house. Have them walk you around and show you the property. And make sure that you bring something. It could be a little binder like this. When they're walking you through, take notes. Make sure you're paying attention. Oh, this room has hardwood floors, okay, gas, stove, new AC, everything they're telling you, take notes as if you're paying attention. And then what I like to do is claim the listing as I'm walking through the house. You know, when I list the property, I'm gonna have my stager come in here. Uh, there's a lot of things we can do to really open this house up and make it feel larger than it is. And, and one thing I do is I supply a stager for all my listings. When you're in a for sale by owner's property, you wanna walk around. Don't flatter them. Oh, this is such a great house, I love it. This is gonna sell fast. Oh, I love these floors. Don't sit in there and flatter them like that about their house, even if it is nice. Because do you know what they hear when you give them all those compliments on their house? I can No, I can do it myself and I can get more money. Oh, he loves my property. It's worth a lot of money. We have to be careful about doing that. It's okay to say thank you for showing me your house. It's a nice home. But don't go in there and flatter them. I love your Viking stove. I love the inlays in the floor. Be careful doing that. Sometimes we go in, we do too much. And then we tell them what it's worth. And they're like, but you said the house was great. Be careful with that.
But we walk through a for sale by owner property, we let them give us a tour, and we ask a lot of questions. How'd you come up with the price? Okay, so let me ask you, are you willing to adjust your price down when working with a buyer? Well, yeah, we're willing to. What price won't you go below? Well, we won't go below 450. They're giving you so much information. And it allows you at the end to say, can I be direct with you, Aaron? And Aaron will say, of course. Here's what concerns me. When you invite a buyer and their agent into their house, who is the buyer representing? A buyer or agent into their house? As a for sale by owner, when you invite they're representing a, the buyer. They're representing the buyer. And what is the job, what is their job to do for their buyer? Is it to get them, get them the, best, the deal best deal? And get them for the least amount of money. Absolutely. Here's what concerns me. As you walk me through this house, you tell me a lot of great things about yeah. this property. You also tell me that you're willing to accept 450. Mm-hmm. And what's gonna stop you from telling a buyer's agent that? Who's protecting you? Mm-hmm. This other agent's protecting their buyer. They're looking for the best deal, the best terms. They're hearing everything you say and they're gonna use it against you. Who's protecting you? Mm-hmm. What I wanna do is come in here and protect your equity. And if I can show you that I can get this home sold and you walk away with a fair amount of money in your pocket at closing, even after paying me, would you, would you hear what I have to say? That's the conversation we have with a for sale by owner. Should we bring listing paperwork to a for sale by owner preview appointment? So here's what I recommend. You never know what's gonna happen. I've gone to see a for sale by owner thinking it was a preview and it turned into me talking with them and them wanting to list with me. And I didn't have any listing paperwork with me. So I recommend as agents, we wanna have listing packet and the buyer packet with us at all times. Keep it in your car. Yeah, Just blank listing paperwork. All the things that we have to have filled out in order to take a listing, all the things we need to fill out in order to work with the buyer or write up an offer on the property. Always have those with you. So if the conversation turns to a listing appointment and you can get a listing, hey, I have the paperwork in my car, let me go grab it, let's get this filled out. Always be prepared, you never know what's gonna happen. Here's the, here's the flip side. I know so many agents who, as a practice, don't bring paperwork, and they always say, I'm going to send you the, the information via dot loop. And they get home, and they're excited because they think they have a listing, and they send the dot loop out, and the people never respond. Mm-hmm. Or they talk to another agent after you left, and they decided to list with them. If someone's willing to list with you, you paper it up right there. Don't wait until you get home. Don't send the dot loop. Bring the contract. Even if you send them the contract later in dot loop because you just want it all nice and clean, mm-hmm. that's fine. You get them to sign at least the listing agreement. Even if they don't sign seller's disclosures and all that other stuff, the listing agreement, you get them to sign it when you're there. Do not leave that house without getting it signed. If you leave the home, it's not your listing. And that's the way you have to look at it. What if the seller wants to start off with a higher listing price? Then we have to do our job, which is we have to go run comps. It's not our opinion. The price is not our opinion. The price is what the market tells us. And if we sit down and do our job like we should, which is bringing them three actives, three under contracts, three solds, the, the picture is right there. The market has told us homes like yours have sold for half a million dollars. However, when we look at the active market, homes like yours are currently on the market for 490. So this is our current competition. And if you were a buyer coming into this neighborhood and you wanted to buy a house like yours, 
and all these homes that are similar are priced at 490, you know, which one would you buy? The house at 490 or the house at 500? Right. 490, if they're being honest with you, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have to do our job and we'll talk about that as we get deeper into push on getting them to understand that they have to be priced competitively. It's not about what's sold in the past, that's the past, that's an old market. It, the market is what's happening right now. And that's what's active and what just went under contract. And we have to be able to have those conversations with those for sale by owners who are trying to push back and say, well, yeah, those sold at half a million, but I've got this great bathroom and this great kitchen. We have to be willing to be direct with them and tell them, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares that you need half a million in order to move to your next property. You didn't do this kitchen to sell the home. You did this kitchen to enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? Great. You enjoyed it. Now, here's what it's worth. Let's get it sold so that we can move you on. Because as you can see, the homes that were worth 500000 six months ago, they're worth four ninety now. If we don't get your home sold now, it's going to be worth less six months from now. We have to have those types of conversations. What if the preview turns into a listing appointment? Now that I've seen your home, I just want to walk through and take some pictures, run some comps and come back tomorrow at 6 p.m. and talk to you about what the market is doing in your town and what your home can be listed for. And that's when you come back. I try to do it quickly. Same day, later on that evening, next day, come back quickly and get a commitment from them not to list until you have a chance to present to them. What if they are ready to list and I don't have a price recommendation? Listen, I have gone on physical previews and they like what I had to say. I just needed to get the price. And I had them sign listing paperwork with me before I even gave them a price. Do you feel that I can sell your home? Yeah, we just need to know the number. Great. Let's fill out the paperwork now. We'll leave the number blank. I'll leave the paperwork with you. And when I come back on Sunday, we'll go over comps. We'll fill the number in. Is that fair? And they do it. Once they sign with you mentally, they've committed to you. And they're not going to meet with someone else. So if you can get them to sign, get them to sign. Without a price. Without a price. Let them keep the paperwork. Like, here, you hold on to the paperwork. I'm not trying to pull anything. You hold on to it. When I come back tomorrow, we'll determine the price. It makes sense. And you will fill the price in and complete the paperwork. Let's save some time right now since I'm here. Let's get everything filled out. I'm nervous about my upcoming listing presentation. I feel like they are judging me. Well, why do you say judge? I think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. They're not judging you. They're interviewing you. You're also interviewing them. Because you're not going to take every listing you come across. If they're not willing to price it, if they're not motivated, and they're not willing to listen to you and what needs to happen to get this property sold, you're not going to take the listing even if they want to list with you. So it's a two-sided interview. Mm -hmm. They're not judging you. Mm -hmm. They're interviewing you, and you're interviewing them. That's how you need to look at it. And explain to her, I'm glad you came in here. It gives me a chance to present and show you what we do to get property sold. You know, once we finish talking, you'll see why so many people choose me. And well, we can list your property here. I just won't be able to price it until I go to the property and actually can walk through it and give you a solid figure on what it would sell for. Today, we're just going to get an agreement on if I'm the right agent to sell the property and help you buy your next property. And if we're in agreement there, we'll sign the paperwork. We'll schedule a time for me to come out and look at the property so I can give you a recommendation on where it should be priced. Okay. That's what you're doing. 
My commission is higher than my competition. I'm afraid they won't list with me. That's not true. Mm. That's not true. I can tell you that because I've gone in with people who were listed previously at five and they relisted with me at six. We have to show value, which is why as we move through this course, you guys are going to constantly hear from me that we need to be practicing scripts at a high level, 30 minutes to an hour a day. We need to be practicing our listing presentation every day. We need to practice the objection handling every day. It takes time. However, we're asking people to pay us a lot of money. We need to show up and be prepared and know how to do our job. And if we practice, then those listing presentations are going to be so easy. If we don't practice, they're going to be hard and they're going to see our weakness and they're not going to want to pay us what we're worth. 6% is not a lot to do the job we do if we do our job correctly. It's not a lot. Is 5% still good income? 5% is still good. 6% is just better. <laughs> it feels better. It does feel better. What should I be doing before a listing appointment? Before you go on the listing appointment, we should be giving the seller a pre-listing packet. You can drop it off, you can email it, you can, you know, however you decide to get it to them. A pre-listing packet is a, your resume, who you are, you know, what you do to sell property, what your marketing plan is, some information on Keller Williams so people know who you are when you walk in. The reason we do that is we have to do things to make us stand apart from other agents. Most agents don't send out a pre-listing packet. They just show up, hey, <laughs> I'm here to list your house, and the seller knows nothing about them. So we start off by booking the appointment, after we book the appointment, we say, before I come out, I have a few questions I need to cover so that I can do my job. You do want an agent who's going to do their job, don't you? And of course they say yes. So I have a few questions I need to cover. The pre-qualification that I'll cover with you in this class is about 15 questions that you go over before an appointment. The first question is the most important question. When I come out and meet with you Sunday at 2 o'clock and you feel confident that I can sell your home and you're comfortable with me, do you plan on listing your home with me when I come by Sunday at two? That's the first question. And most people are hesitant to ask that question because they don't want to hear no. They're going to say yes, they're going to say no, or they're going to say we're interviewing other agents, or it depends on the price, or it depends on the commission. They're going to tell you what their objections are up front. Wouldn't you rather know that up front so when you show up you know what their hesitation is? That's why we ask that question. Oh, you're interviewing other agents. What company? Who are you interviewing? They'll tell you, Remax, Colwell, like whatever it is, and then you can look at stats and see how we compare to those companies. You know, you mentioned to me you're going to interview Weikert. Are you aware that in your town, Keller Williams sells twice as many homes, and we get our sellers 5% more on sales price than Weikert? If we have that information before we go, then we can do the research to sell against them. To make us a stronger a stronger choice what's the advantage of pre-qualifying before a listing appointment it saves you a lot of time it seems like a lot of work up front however if you pre-qualify them you know more about them and their house and their situation than any other agent that's going to show up that's how we set ourselves apart the previews the pre-qualification the the pre-listing packet all that stuff we're going to learn all that stuff we do we stand out from our competition. And so then when they say, what's your commission? And you say six. Okay, 
they see the value because you've done so many steps already before you even listed their property and the other people are just showing up is how we show value. Does that make sense? What if they hang up? The rejection scares me. They hang up. No big deal. Just like Will Smith said on that video, we need more failure. We meet, we need more no's because that's getting us closer to the person who's going to say yes. And if our big why is strong enough, we're not going to let that one hang up or that one negative interaction keep us from just piling through. There's plenty of other people we can call who are open to talk to us, who are going to be nice to us. We just move past those people who are being rude and condescending. If you have received any value from this video, please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. Hit the notification bell and that way you'll be notified when I post a new video. I also have the Scotch and Scripts podcast on both iTunes and Spotify. You can either search my name, David Radney, or search Scotch and Scripts. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.